This is episode 50 of the Marshall Street Podcast. You're listening to the Marshall Street Podcast, the home of music industry know-how that will give you the skills to take your career to the next level. Here are your hosts, Bennett Ferguson and Stu Watts. We're off and racing. Welcome back. We're back. It's been a long time between drinks. It has. Lockdown. So cheers to you. Yeah, cheers, cheers. <laughs> we survived another Melbourne lockdown and we are back for episode 50 of the Marshall Street Podcast, Dewey. Welcome back. Welcome back. How have you been? Excellent. Always well. Beautiful. And I uh, hope uh, all of you viewers out there and listeners are doing well, getting back into the swing of things. And that's yep. kind of uh, what we're here to talk about today is getting your shit together. That's exactly what we're here to talk about. <laughs> and so like as a musician and, you know, performer and a recording artist or any of those sorts of things that are related to music, before you can actually do any sort of task, it's really important that you have your organisation up to date before even trying to 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 book a gig <laughs> to be productive to, to to do anything really to even to to hit record on your session you need to be organised. I think even jumping back, not just as a musician, I think as a as a person, <laughs> yeah, like as a human, and especially you know, there's people who listen to this who aren't in Melbourne. Um, you know, people in America would have no idea kind of what people in Melbourne have gone through in the last eighteen months just mm-hmm. with being locked down this much. Um, the most locked down city in the world. Number one. And uh, But I think so even just as a human, we need to fucking start getting our shit back together. Yeah. Like there's something you need to have these schedules coming back um, just because it's we've literally been in 18 months of complete unknown, uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, like, and someone who for, you know, the last eight years leading up has had a pretty good schedule about things, it goes out the window for 18 mm. months and you literally don't like, there hasn't been a reason to get up between 6 and 10 a.m. during yeah. like there's no difference. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I know that there's be people with me as all, all I was doing apart from looking after my new baby was uh, playing Xbox <laughs> and literally just sitting around the house watching movies and yep. like, you know, you just didn't do anything. You might go for a walk once or twice a day. Yep. Apart from that, there's nothing and there's no reason to do it because there's no, like, implications of not doing shit. Yeah. Um, I think that was the biggest thing that drained me early on was it was all well and good to come up and make plans with people. It's like, hey, even at the start we jumped on those calls with Coach and we are like, let's just do some industry hangs and keep talking to people. But there comes a point when it's like this – what could you, this plan yeah. doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Like what is the, what's the point sitting down and let's, hey, let's put this plan into action mm. when it's just not going to – you won't be able to execute on it. Yeah. Like the human mind just goes, well, this is a waste of time. Yeah. Um, so I think now that we're back out and we've seen like, you know, I've seen Untitled announce like four or five tours in the last week. And festivals. Um, festivals are back. So now there is that feeling of cool, all right, if we sit down and put the work into plan something – there's a better chance that in two or three months we'll actually be able to go and do this mm. event or we'll be able to do this session or we'll be able to go and play this show. Yeah. Like it feels like you'll be able to plan something and then get the reward of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have this feeling of like, oh, crap, I've missed the boat, I'm already seeing people start to play gigs, I'm already seeing, you know, announcements of new albums, this and that, it's like it's absolutely not too late. It's it's actually you're going to be ahead of the game if you start right now and get your plans into place. Um, because what we see a lot of, and, you know, I've obviously got experience <laughs> with this in the past, is you go to do the action, you know, whether that's a 
writing a song or, you know, recording a song or going to book a gig or something like that and you, you, you're so far ahead of yourself and thinking of the end result that you don't have all your ducks in a row mm. and it actually is counter counterproductive because then you're chasing your tail. You're going, oh, shit, I haven't done this. I haven't mm. done that. I haven't prepared this. I haven't talked to that person. I haven't done this. Mm. Whereas if you took, you know, half, half a month or a month um, in advance to really get prepared for that thing that you were planning to do, yep. you, you're going to be much better off. You're going to find that things go a lot smoother. Um, you're just going to be more productive and everyone around you is going to notice as well, mm. which is always always a benefit um, when people see that you're, you have your shit together more than other people. Yeah. It's, it's it's a huge thing. 100%. And, even, thing. and, you know, it, it allows your mind to work in a calmer place um, because, you you know, your mind knows that you've done the work leading up to it, so it mm. doesn't worry about that. And, I mean, there is people who don't stress about stuff, but there is a lot more people in artists and creatives who, I mean, the amount of artists in the last two, two years that I've heard tell me about their anxiety and depression. It's like when you really dig into this, a lot of the anxiety that artists feel around tasks is them being ill-prepared for things. Mm. Like a lot of the times when I was like, oh, this just makes me really anxious. In my head I'm like, you're like, well, if we plan this and this has come to you, whether it's a video shoot or whether it's recording, like, oh, mm. but it just makes me anxious thinking about that. It's like, mm. oh, well, then let's just plan it. Mm. Then, like, mm. that, I think the term anxious gets thrown around far mm. too often for just thinking about something mm. and your mind's mm. naturally going to think about something if mm. you haven't prepared. It's like when mm. I was playing a set, when I was DJing, I would have to be mentally prepared for that set. Mm-hmm. If someone came up to us and gave us a gig for tomorrow night, all of a sudden my brain's going to go, okay, fuck, I've got to run through my checklist. Mm-hmm. I've got to make sure that I'm good. Mm-hmm. That's not anxiety. That's not me with anxiety. That's me trying to be prepared in the best yeah. possible way. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of artists, there's, you know, and we can. this is a whole topic for something yeah, else, yeah. Um, but this notion of anxious and anxiety that artists feel around tasks, most of the time, most of the time, it's just their brain wanting them to be prepared for a task. Mm. So you just put in those, you know, the hours of whether it's sitting down with a spreadsheet or a Word document mm-hmm. and just typing it all out, get it out of your head. Like, what mm. do I really need for this show? Mm. All right, I'm going to need a sound person. I'm going to mm. need a poster. I'm going to need a door person. All of a sudden, once you start seeing that stuff in front mm. of you, mm. your mind lets go of it mm. because it goes, I don't need to hold on to all of this. Yeah. I've put it down. Yeah, exactly. And then suddenly the whole process becomes a lot easier. And I think a lot of people, because of those initial feelings, Feelings of uneasiness and you know, you know, tight chest and that sort of stuff. They put it in the too hard basket, or they mm. go, "I'm not going to even let my mind address it." Um, and I know that this is again for another podcast, yeah. but it is important. And you know, they they say, "Oh, I'm not going to address it. I'm not going to even try and think about it because it's too hard." Mm. It, it 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 concerns me. It makes me feel uneasy. Whereas if you did take the time to just step over that little hurdle, for some the hurdle's bigger than others. I completely understand that, but it is a hurdle nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And if you just take that first step and do something like you said, writing things out or talking to someone or anything like that, you'll probably find that the next few steps are going to be much easier and you will get closer to eventually being able to perform that task way more efficiently. Um, and so I think um, let's get a little bit more specific about some of the things that you need to have in place um, to, to be more Efficient. When, when you want to start getting your shit together your after shit this together. lockdown, yeah. start learning how to be. I mean, I've said it before, like 
it's the ability to leave the house and go out and be productive for 12, 14 hours a day is a muscle. It is a skill. Mm-hmm. We haven't done that for a long time in <laughs> Melbourne regularly. Yeah. So you've got to learn how to use that muscle again. It's, yep. You can't just, just because the human mind goes, oh, I used to do it, let's go and do it. Yep. You can't, it doesn't work that way. No, you're right. So yeah. it's just having that mental approach of going, cool, this first six weeks, two months, even, even from when we got out of lockdown till the end of the year, in your head go, that's my apprenticeship to learn mm-hmm. how to human again, learn yeah. how to be productive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? yeah Take, absolutely. And then, and then all of a sudden your mind, you go, oh, man, sweet, I don't have to be productive for 14 hours today. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, I'm going to build to it. Mm. And that's a lot easier for the mind to cope with. And it's it's also funny that this coincides with this time of the year because de- December's notoriously busy for people. Obviously there's a lot of holidays, you know, you've got to buy gifts for people. you got to do whatever mm. you do in December. It's always notoriously busy. But it's also leading up to you know, summer and festival season and, and lots of stuff happening in those first few months of the mm. year. And so this this is right, this time of the year where you can't necessarily get too much done in these months, um, it's a really good time to get your shit in place and, and in, in yeah. order and, and just I'd, to get yeah. ready for the next year. Definitely. I'd flip it around. I'd say you're right, it's, it's, it's not a great time to get external things done mm. just because comes to middle of December and most corporate shuts down. They, they're in Christmas parties all December. Mm, People mm. are getting lit up yep. till middle of Jan. So it's like you're not going to get too much. If so, if you want to call for a meeting for someone now, trust me, have it in December, January 10th. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to have a shitty two-hour meeting now mm. and you have to go and come back in December and, and do pick the it all up again. thing again. So yeah. just don't even – and we had these internally in our mm. meetings. We were like, let's, we're not even going to address this till yep. January because yep. otherwise we're going to have to come back to it. Yep. So externally, it's a hard time to get things done, but internally – it's probably the best period mm. because if you can set up your December internally and then your January internally, yep. by the time Feb comes, because Feb will come quick just It'll as be, we've yeah. seen, when Feb comes all of a sudden you're like, all right, I know what I'm doing this year because yep. then by the time Feb goes and March goes, that's Q1, finished of the year. Mm-hmm. So it's like you want to use December and the start of January to set yourself up internally for the whole next year yep. and then you can turn that external and start booking yep. your external meetings and trying to execute whatever you need to do in Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4 to make that plan work. Mm-hmm. So let's let's get specific. Let's talk about some specific things that you should do right now and over the next couple of months um, to get your affairs in order and get ready for next year. Mm-hmm. Number one for me is calendars. Mm. That's such a big part of being organised if you can eventually learn, and, and, and as we've seen, it takes practice to get good at using your calendar effectively, especially if you're in a band or especially if you're working with other people. Mm-hmm. Say you're a, a, you know, a, a videographer. You might need a lighting operator. You might mm-hmm. need a sound op- operator. You might need all these different people to work with to get your video clip ready. And so these sorts of things where you have a number of people um, whether you're the person in charge or not, your calendar allows you to know when things are happening. Mm. It sounds so obvious, like me talking about mm. it. It sounds so obvious, but it is, and it and it and it allows you to really take control of your time mm-hmm. when you have things mapped out, when you have it scheduled. Um, we can go into more detail about color coding, all that sort of stuff. But I mean, what are the, some of the stuff that we do here at Marshall Street for calendars? Yeah, well, I mean, every like we've all got our own individual calendars because obviously there's multiple rooms in this facility that have multiple things going on at once. So it's like you've 
if you've got a recording in here and we have a rehearsal out there, if I've got a meeting, if Clark's got to shoot a video, like all of us have our own calendars that all sync up into one so we can all see what each other's doing. Um, and, you know, that's probably the next step. Excuse me. That's probably the next step for people because um, I think initially, as you were saying, it's like calendar, like scheduling your time is something we've all, I guess, been exposed to since school, since high yeah, school. Yep. When you get like, here's period one, period two. But it's done it's, for you. That's the difference. But it's also only you. you mm. It's only your one. Mm -hmm. And so I think the difference is when you go into being a creative and that's usually in the early phases, pretty much a sole trader. Yeah. You're pretty much running a business on your own. You've now got to be aware of other people's times. Mm -hmm. You can't just run on your own time yep. for most things. Yeah. There definitely will be some tasks when you can yep. and that's fine. But for most things, you have to have the ability to be aware of other people's mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And that's where electronic calendars, like if it was just you, you can run it in your own book diary, just a, a page yep. calendar, you know, that you write it in and all you need to know is that. Yep. That's fine for an individual. But when you're, when you're liaising with others, You've got to have a way to see what they're doing, be able to let mm -hmm. them know. And like even Zoom and Google Meetups now, we just email the invite and talks to the calendar. Perfect. So mm -hmm. these electronic calendars, are, I think the next step, um, and definitely if people haven't really used them yet or haven't got into them, just jump into the G calendar, set yourself up, give yourself different colors for different tasks you want to do. Be like recording, songwriting, graphic design, whatever you want to learn or whatever you're, you think you need to be spending Dedicate time doing. Time just give a different color and then select that in the calendar and then go and do that. And the beauty with these sorts of calendars is you can invite people that 100%. also have a Gmail account or, yep. you know, whatever, that you can invite them to your calendar event um, and that puts it in their calendar. Mm -hmm. um, and that means that you can then match that up. You can set reminders for beforehand, whether that's a day before, yep. two hours before, half an hour before, whatever you need to remind yourself that this event is it's happening, happening. Yep. with someone else. Uh, it's it's important that you you set those sorts of things up. And you were mm. talking about personal diaries and we do that here. Like I've got my reminders list on my phone. That's my personal diary. Clacker has a physical diary that he writes out all of his tasks to do. We've all got these individual diaries that we need to keep track of our own time, but the electronic ca ca calendar marries us all up yep. and it means that we can be aware of each other's time so that if we want to book something and say Matt wants to book in a, a, a um, interview in, in one of the recording rooms, he can look at the calendar and go, Stu's got recording on this day. Yeah. I probably can't do it on the day. This isn't going to work. If I need to do it that day, I'll have to have a chat to him and say, hey, I'll look, I, I know you've got a recording. Is there any time during that day where I can borrow that studio for an hour? Yep. And it just makes things easier. Or well, you just go, look, it's not going to happen that day. <laughs> Correct. It's like if you were recording in here right now, could we do this podcast here? It's, <laughs> it's physically impossible. not going to happen. <laughs> I can't be two people. <laughs> yeah, so, so you know, have the calendar sit. And if you – and this, yes, there is foresight. And guess what, everyone? The first time you go to book multiple venues and liaise with people, you'll probably fuck it up. Mm -hmm. That's fine. You might have someone be like, hey, dude, I got, here. Important. I got here an hour early. Or, man, you didn't tell me how it was meant to be. Cool, that'll happen. It's important for those things to happen. Keep moving forward from mm -hmm. it. Then go, how do I alleviate this next time? Be Correct. like, oh, man, let me prepare a run sheet. Yep. Give that out. How do you keep improving it? Because nothing is set and forget. You're not going to nail it the first fucking time. That's not the point of any of this. The point is to do something, be able to reflect back and go, how can we keep improving it? But I think anyone that has experience in organising 
um, events, event event management knows that things are going to fuck up every single time you organise something because it's humans. They are, but there's still a lot of people who don't understand that. Yeah, like, absolutely. And, a lot of, and aren't, a lot of aren't prepared for that. That's, yep. that's the thing. It's like this whole podcast is about being prepared. If you're mm. pre- prepared for things to go wrong, if you've got a plan B and a C, mm-hmm. you know, you can go, oh, plan A didn't work. Okay, how do I, what's next? Yep. How do I, how do I patch this up and, yep. and keep moving? Yep. Um, and so, like, yeah, calendars, that's, a, that's, that's the it. first thing. It's super important. Yep. Um, next, I think another important thing that marries into this is your organisation of your online drives. Um, mm. And so Google Drive, Dropbox, there's heaps of them out there. Yep. You know, um, even things like Monday yep. um, and these sorts of organisational Uh, Trello, Mm -hmm. all of these organisational tools that are online that involve a bunch of different people, having these set out and organised, and again, it's going to take time for you to get good Mm -hmm. at it Mm -hmm. um, and get efficient at it, but these these tools that exist, they're crucial to to making sure your project runs successfully, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And like, and again, I'll come back on that, like a lot, the point of these drives and programs and software is to make things easier. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and I've done it before, but we've tried to incorporate things like Monday, is sometimes especially analytical kind of minded people as opposed to like full creative people, which is more the side that I sit on, will t- will sometimes try to bring a system in unnecessarily. Yeah. So the point of this is to remember what it's being used for. Yes. Like the point of the G drive is to have all your stuff collated in an easy to find spot, whether that's all your lyrics, all your all your production, all your graphic design, all your Demos. artwork, whatever it is, yeah. so that when you're working with someone externally, you just go, here's a link. When you work with a publicist, you just go, here's a link to all my stuff. This is all you need. Even the new band that um, just moved in here now, when they when people become a resident, we want like you know their band logo so we can put their vinyl up in the door. We want a band shot so we can put it up in reception. All that sort of stuff. Told that band um, earlier, and they're like, "Yeah, sweet. We've already got that all in a drop in a G drive folder. I'll just share that with you." Perfect. Mm-hmm. How much easier is that than me? Go- and then the band's like, "Oh, I've got to find a search yeah, back for an email from go- two years yeah, ago." And you just like do like <laughs> keep your shit in order yeah. <laughs> because it means when you go and talk to someone like me or like you, and we ask for that. It's just there. Yep. It's seamless. It's you don't have, and then all of a sudden, this anxiety, this anxious feeling. It's like, oh man, this person asked me for. It's like, dude, just have the folder, click share, and we'll get it. End of story. Easy. Anxiety's gone. Yep. So it's like, just the reason you have it is for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like you need to bring in a system if everything's working. Mm. If you never have a problem giving someone else your files or access to your lyrics, however that's organized, yeah, if it's not broke. Don't fix it. Correct. Yeah, yeah, There's no yeah. problem. You don't need to bring in something else. Yep. But if you find yourself wasting time or mentally getting frustrated or constantly going back and doing the same thing over and over, bring in a system. Yeah, absolutely. And you hear it a lot from <clears throat> things like social media. I'm I'm totally on this train where sometimes if I'm not, you know, if I'm running behind and don't have my socials in order or like a post prepared or something like that, it's like it feels like there's so much work to do. Hmm. You're like, oh, man, I just can't keep up with social media. It's like it's because you're not prepared. Mm. You know, if you spent um, four hours one day, say, for example, not even two hours one day um, to get all of next week's posts ready and organised, mm-hmm. then you're saving yourself that feeling of I can't keep up with my socials. Mm. And it's so it's just like that extra bit of time previously 
to set up to organize all of this stuff, mm-hmm. to well, know what your benchmarks are. I'm going to pull back on that because yep. this was, I think, something that'll tie into that, mm-hmm. which is people need to know what you should focus your time on. Mm-hmm. So, like, if that's a business, mm-hmm. I know that, you know, clients, social media, outreach is basically everything that I do. The, everything that I do should fall under one of them. And if it doesn't, why am I doing it? Yeah. And then so this comes back to social media. I think a lot of people are now in the trap of, oh, man, I have to do social media because this dude told me to. I've been watching all these online videos. I've watched Gary Vee. I've got to put out content every day. <laughs> yeah. So people are now doing it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. And you have to go, what is the purpose of you putting out content? Mm-hmm. Really, at the heart of it, why do you have these social media accounts? Mm-hmm. As a business, we do it to get clients. Mm-hmm. That is the purpose. Mm-hmm. We don't do it so that we can post every day and mm-hmm. tell someone we post every, we do it to get clients. Yep. So you have to, cool. And once you know that, like it's, the content becomes a lot easier because mm-hmm. you know why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh man, I need to go and create all this and I'm not sure why I'm doing this. I'm doing it because someone, I sat down with this social media consultant they said that and I he told to me it. that I need to post every day. Yep. Do like, 10 stories a day, yeah. some random arbitrary number yeah. that doesn't have any meaning behind it. And how are you going to measure it? So it's like learn why you're doing these things. Mm-hmm. And if like, and if you don't have the understanding that, hey, these platforms and channels give you access to people and eyes that 15 years ago was only available to people on TV or radio or movies or through networks, mm-hmm. and now you have a shot at putting your music in front of people, like if you don't understand that, then you don't understand why you're posting. Yep. Um, and then that's when I see people go through these, oh, man, how can I post that much? Like it yeah. post every day, you joke. It's like... Dude, it, it should take you four minutes to do a post, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if that. Like everyone's got a camera on their phone, literally. 100%. It should take you no more than four to five minutes. Yep. And and again, it, it like you said, it feeds back into the organisation of things. If you have things like a Google Drive organised, whereas every time you're together as a band, get a new band shot. Mm. You can use that as a social media post. And they don't have to be perfect, guys. No. Like you're not looking. An iPhone camera's fucking awesome. It's perfect. But here's the other thing. If you post perfectly clean press shots every day, guess what? That becomes a norm. Yeah. It's just, it becomes every, yeah. like human nature, we, but things become normal. We become normalised. Mm-hmm. So don't create content. Just document what the fuck yeah. you're doing. You're yeah. doing this thing anyway. Yeah, we've been saying this for years. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> don't, it, artists try to think that they need to create content on top of what they're doing. Yeah. You're doing the journey anyway. Yeah. Like I tell artists when they come in here, and I tell them this. I'm like, dude, here's a bit of content. You pull out your phone. You do a story like, hey, I just went down to Marshall Street, just had a chat to these guys. It was sick. Boom, that's your content. That's it. You don't need to. That's it. That's it. People know where you've been, what you've been doing. Cool. And you're They're keeping, keeping you're leaving that trail to leave a narrative out yep. there. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, it comes back to a, a complete, you have to have a complete understanding about what you're doing on these platforms mm-hmm. and why you're there. Yep. And again, and then so bring it back to where are you spending your time? You know, if you're a business owner in the creative industries and you're listening to this, then it's like you need to know clients, you need to know outreach, and socials go into outreach. So it's like where where in these buckets are you spending your time and what's important? And this is a thing for managers of bands. Mm-hmm. This is a thing for band leaders if you yep. have one. Um, it, it, it It's so parallel because you are doing essentially if you're – Serious about your band, you should should be looking at hypothetically as a business, and therefore hundred percent. And but that's what I'm saying, and that's why this parallel exists. 
is these same things. You need to outreach to, to play gigs with bands. Yeah. You need to know booking agents. Yep. You need to have all Clients, these. guess what, are your fans. Yep. Like if you don't think of your band as a business, you will never get a deal because major labels look at artists as a business. Yep. Yep, and and it's okay not to, but you need to know. But understand, where yeah, where yeah, the floor understanding is. Understanding, hundred percent, and yep. there's fine. There's bands out there who know that they're not after deal. They know the system, and they know that they're doing it for fun and not. Yep. that's fine. Guess yep. what? Don't post. Yeah, you don't need to do these things. Correct. Yeah. But if artists have the audacity to go, I mean, I want to live off this. I want to make this a career, and I want to sign to a major. It's like, guess what majors do. They look at numbers. They yeah. look at if I give you 250K, yeah. when am I going to recoup on this and when are we going to start making money? Yeah. And if you can't answer these things internally and if that question really scares you as an artist, someone going, hey, I'll give you 250K, but I need to know when that money's coming back. If that yeah. scares you, you're not ready to play in the fucking <laughs> yeah, exactly. with the big boys. And again, that's another another full podcast 100%. discussion. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you can think of? We talked about calendars. Talk about organising your Google Drives. Do you have any other points on on those two areas that we might not have talked about yet? Uh, yep. This is something that I was speaking with Junior with over the weekend and um, I thought it was super helpful, so I'm going to throw it in here. Um, all of these things aren't always going to be fun or easy. They're usually not. So it's, it is okay for these things to be difficult at the start, mm-hmm. to be uncomfortable at the start. One, because you may have never done it before, but also let's just fucking, let's just take a look at the term happiness here. Music might be what makes you happy. Music might be what we chase. Guess what? The organising of the leading up to the music isn't supposed to be happy. It isn't supposed to give you that great feeling. Yeah. In fact, it can't because the it's point of the happiness, there, there has to be a point when you're not feeling happy Correct. for that happiness to be there. Correct. So keeping that mindset of, hey, not everything you do in this career or this journey you're in is going to make you happy. You should be at peace with it. You should be comfortable and at peace with yourself doing this task because of the bigger picture you have and that will give you moments and events and times in your life that are fucking truly happy. Mm -hmm. So I think knowing going into this, hey, not everything in life is sunshines and fucking rainbows. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what job you have. You can talk to Jack the Bear, who's been in this industry for 50 years. You can talk to you, you can talk to me. Everyone who, you know, their artists would be like, hey, you guys have made it and you guys are living the dream. We'll all tell you there's times when we're like, yeah, dude, it's a job. You've got to get it done. Mm. Like you have to get it done. The biggest videographers will tell you that. The biggest bands will tell you that. Yep. So it's not always meant to be happy, mm. but it's meant you're meant to be at peace with it and know what you're doing to give you these times in your life which are truly happy and satisfying. And I think it's a really good point and about that, um, you know, being at peace with the uncomfortable times. If you're not, find out why. Mm. Um, and and really try to unpack it and and it's kind of like what we we're saying at the start. If if this makes you uncomfortable, if you're getting that tight feeling in your chest, address it. Yep. You're never going to be okay with it until you address it. But if you address it and say well, I'm uncomfortable with all of the time that I have to spend on X, mm-hmm. it's like okay, well, why is that taking as long as it is? Mm-hmm. Break that down even further, and and it might be because you don't have your calendar set up, mm-hmm. or it might be because you don't have your Google Drive organized. Might be little things like this that we've already talked about. Might be other stuff. Might be conversations with people. Might be that you don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. Any of these sorts of things that make you uncomfortable. It's, it might not be that specific task, yep. but things surrounding that task that are making you feel uncomfortable. But address it. Write it out. Yep. Figure out what it is about it that makes yep. you uncomfortable and try and find a way to make yourself better at it. Mm-hmm. Might be outsourcing. If you go, I can't be bothered cutting together a, a video clip by myself, but I've got 
a hundred bucks. Go on Fiverr, pay someone a hundred yeah. bucks go, to cut together a video Go clip. to the local TAFE, Melbourne Polytechnic, <laughs> knock on the bucks. door of people who are studying to become videographers. Go, hey guys, who wants a hundred bucks? Yep. Guarantee you, you'll have five people right then and there leave their seat. It might not be the outcome that you expect, but it's going to be a video clip that you didn't want to do yourself. And it's a, But that's not, it's correct. There's no point crying when you yeah. not, weren't prepared to do a better job and you're not happy with the jobs. Yep. Then get the hell out of here, yep. man. But you've alleviated that discomfort that came with spending that time creating that video. And and there's a number, there's fucking hundreds of these things that might make you uncomfortable about being a musician mm -hmm. and being a career musician. Yep. But it's Important. You've got to shine it's, the light on him. You have to here's, do it. here's a good saying for you. Whatever you resist will persist. Mm -hmm. Whatever you resist in life, whatever you don't fully, you know, take ownership over will always be yep, there. Absolutely. And it will always be this little And it'll spot. get worse. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it'll snowball. Yeah, so get it out, alleviate it at the start. Yep. Um, and one thing I'm going to bring on that, which ties back to knowing what you're doing, like what's the purpose of it, uh, one thing that is an easy trap for artists to go down is spending time learning shit they shouldn't. And what I mean by that specifically, this is a specific example, but then artists will be able to take this and apply this in their own life, is artists going and learning how to shoot music videos to supplement their music. Great in theory. Perfect. I did it. Most artists yep. do it. We you know, I can't afford $1,500 for a clip. I've got a fucking video camera. Let me go and shoot it. First one you do, usually pretty rubbish. So then you come back like, let me learn how to, and you keep mm -hmm. going. But there comes a point when you have to look at the time spent in versus the ROI. Are you actually looking to be a videographer? And is this something that took your fancy and you're like, hey, I actually really enjoy this. So I'm going to keep upskilling myself at something that I like. That's called a pivot. Because that's fine. Mm -hmm. But if you're constantly upskilling yourself in different areas to support your primary mm. art, which is being a, an artist or a singer or a musician, and then you find two, three, four, five years later, as I've watched some people mm -hmm. on Absolutely. some people that I came up with, still battling for this and still making average video. When it's yeah. like, hey, dude, the four years that you've spent trying to become competent in this creative field, mm. guess what? You probably should have just gone and picked up a couple hours working at a bar each week for four years and then paid a videographer who's done this for 10 years and loves it because your clip will be good. It'd be like, yeah. imagine if I was like, man, my I could never mix my stuff. So instead of me going to someone who knows mixing and frequencies mm -hmm. so much better than I do, I was like, you know what? I'll just lock myself in the room for the next five, six, seven years till I get good at it. Do you know how, much, how bad that would be for your brain? <laughs> Not only that, but your primary focus but is going to suffer. think about this as a business. If you're a business owner and you did a similar sort of thing, it'd be your business is done, yeah, man. it'd be insane. Like, it's gone. Yeah. It'd be like, hey, man, I'm going to open a kebab shop. You know what I'm going to do from here? Learn how to cut onions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go learn how to raise lambs. Let's, yeah. <laughs> It's like it's, it's bizarre. But it but is a path that goes yeah. down and it yeah. comes back to not knowing where you should put your time. Like if you need a fucking, if you need a board in the middle of your room that you wake up and you look at you and it says music, it says music first and then it's everything secondary, you go, cool, that is my focus. Why am I spending four hours on a video clip? It's for the art. Has this gone too far? Have I found the line where the ROI is not there for the time put in? Do you know the other thing with that as well is not only saying, hey, I should, you know, just do a shift somewhere and pay someone to do it is time spent networking. And again, yeah. we've talked about this so many times, but that time that you've spent in your room trying to figure out how to mix or make a music video or something, if you spent that time 
once a week going out meeting up with other musicians, sound engineers, whoever it might be, that you can eventually outsource your stuff to mm-hmm. that might eventually give you mates rates because you're best mates now. Yeah. That time spent doing that sort of thing, networking, that's where it's at. Oh, 100%. And that is, that is where you start to see growth because yeah. your time way more effectively spent. I can say yep. every artist who comes through here, the one thing they all say that they struggle with and they wish they could do more is meet other people, mm-hmm. is network. And then my first thing is like, well, pull out Instagram and do it. Like and you're here. Yeah, yeah. You're here. You're in Marshall Street Studios. Like, like just go and find go someone and to speak to them. in another room. Yeah. Like Instagram, literally pull out Instagram, yeah. look people up and DM them. Yeah. Be okay to yeah. DM 20 people, 18 don't reply, one tells you to get fucked and then one's like, yeah, man, cool, let's, let's catch, catch up, up for a coffee. Yep. Sweet. Yep. All that, just keep doing yep. these things. It's yep. the simple little things that I think alleviate the bigger problems um, but just seem to fucking knock it done. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Love it. We've had some, uh, we've gone into like, you know, six or seven different topics, but you know, these is, this is stuff that we love talking about. This is stuff that we have conversations with people every day. Um, and if you have, you know, if any of this has kind of spoken to you and you want to chat to us, you want to know more about it. If you want to hear about our experiences, we'll gladly talk you off about the shit that we've gone through. Hmm. Um, and you know, that's what we're here for. Um, but to summarize, getting your shit together. This is the time to do it. You know, towards the end of the year, you've got a few months before you can, you know, effectively do some good shit. Got about, um, what, 30 days till the end of the year? Yep, something like Roughly that. Roughly that. Yep. So, yeah, learn how, to, learn how to liaise your time with others on an electronic calendar. If you've never done anything this before, get a diary and start out journaling your own time. Whenever you're doing a task on your own, just write down, I started at this time and I ended at this time. And be really honest with yourself. Give yourself a score. How, how yep. effective was it? Did you spend it all on Facebook? Like write down your own time, start with that, then branch off into other people's time. Then mm-hmm. start a G calendar where you can look at other people's calendars because you won't be able to liaise other people's times if you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So start off internally with yourself and then and then learn how to balance the team. Yep. Um, learn where you're spending your time. Where should you be spending your time? If you're a mm-hmm. business owner, if you're a photographer, if you're a band, what is the most important things? And what is all the secondary supplementary things that you're doing to support this? Mm-hmm. And then you can keep a track if you're spending too much time on the things that aren't getting you there. Yep. Um, you know, the example as a business owner, social media is there to get clients. Mm-hmm. It's not there for a photo gallery of what you do, despite what many people think and use it for. Mm-hmm. The point of it is to get clients. Mm-hmm. So use it that way. Yep. Um, and what else do we touch on? Yeah, that's most of it. Organizing your online drives, having all of drives. your stuff um, together and ready to go. So in case you have these moments where someone's like, hey, um, I'd love to I'd love to see your logo or something like mm-hmm. that, or I'd love to hear a new demo, you can just go share that folder yep, or link right them with a file and they've got it. You know, yep. having that organization, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to panic. You don't have to go, oh, I've got to look back two years of emails to try and find it from yeah. this guy who I forget his name. And like, I'm not sure which email drive yeah, it's in because I've got five emails. Yep, so all of that sort of stuff, um, super important. Do it now. Mm-hmm. Don't wait. If it's overwhelming, good. Write, jump into it. Yeah, jump into it, but Start write it all bit out. By bit. And unpack. The best thing you can be is nervous, and this to give you that feeling of oh shit, I haven't been addressing this in a long time. Good. Jump in and start unpacking it because mm-hmm. yep. it'll it'll only get worse if you don't. And hey, guess what? It's going to be pretty easy when you get there. Yep. Do one thing a day, bit yep. by bit. You'll get there. Yep. 
All right. Nice. Love it. Thank you. Follow us on all the uh, social medias. You can inbox us, DM us. Yeah. Um, you can listen to this podcast. You've already found it on Spotify or YouTube. Yep. If you like it and your friends might like it, share it around. Yep. That's that's Make, how we can get this word out and you know, yep. get it to like as many people as Like and subscribe to this channel wherever you're listening to it. And uh, if there's anything you'd specifically like us to talk about, hit us in the DMs. Otherwise, we will catch you next week. Bye. Peace. Thank you.